0: But when I go to a uh, when I go to a football game or when I go to a baseball game, I go nuts for the team I'm rooting for. And uh, for those of you that are wondering, no, that won't be the Warriors today. I apologize. It will be the Cleveland Cavaliers. Sorry, uh, you sat in the front row, guys. You know, just had to take a shot at you. But no, in all seriousness, if you are a if you're a guest with us this morning, uh, I'd love to uh, be able to meet you personally and uh, give you a gift if I hadn't already done so. Uh, at the end of the service, I'll be in the back there. And uh, I trust that uh, I'll be able to sit, greet you. And thank you for being here, and I'm thankful for our, our worship team here this morning. Also, in your bulletin, there is a uh, there's a connection card, and I would encourage uh, each person uh, that's here uh, to maybe fill that out. Maybe you've been in our church for some time, uh, but the maybe your information has changed. And those of you that are guests, please take the time to uh, to fill that out. Let us know that you were here, and uh, so we can thank you for uh, thank you for your. Uh, your uh, visit here with us on Easter. If you'll take your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Uh, and this morning, I want to ask you a question by way of introduction here. And the question is, what if? What if? And uh, hopefully, uh, this morning, we'll try to answer that uh, in a sufficient way here. What what if? What if Jesus hadn't raised from the dead? And I hope that will be this morning will be a help to you in some way. I want you to notice the beginning of verse uh, number one. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you. And then jump down, verse number three. should be up on the screen. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, According to the scriptures. I'm thankful for the gospel. I'm thankful that it teaches us that Jesus Christ lived and he died on the cross and he paid for our sin. And he, three days later, after he, put him through, after he went into the grave, he rose again from that. And I'm thankful that Easter is not only about uh, decorated eggs. A Sunday school teacher was asking their uh, their class one simple question. They said, I want you to write down a one sentence on what Easter means to you. And then they turned it in. One of the children said, I love Easter because of all of the yellow peeps. How many of you like peeps during this time of year? We will pray for you, okay? Those are nasty. All right, don't worry, parents. With the Easter egg hunt here in a moment, they won't be getting any peeps. If they love them, you got to buy them. Okay, those are gross. And one, of, one one child said, I love Easter because we normally take a family picture together. And uh, one of the children's moms was in charge of the Easter decorating plan for the day. And when it was turned in for her opportunity, she said, what does Easter mean to you? And the young girl said, Easter means egg salad sandwiches for the next two weeks. <laughs> and so hopefully, uh, hopefully you've not... Uh, have to eat egg salad sandwiches for the next couple weeks. But I'm thankful that Easter is not only about decorated eggs. I'm thankful that Easter is not only about an Easter egg hunt. And by the way, our children, they're going to have a good time. Hopefully it doesn't rain. And if it does rain, we'll do it inside. It'll just be chaotic for the glory of God. But I wonder how you would answer that question if asked. What does Easter mean to you? What does Easter mean? mean to you no morning of the year brings the feeling of hope and encouragement to the heart like resurrection morning and no one i think this morning would deny that we need hope in the midst of the challenges of 2017 in 1874 a minister by the name of robert lowry he penned one of the most stirring hymns to ever exalt the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he called his hymn, Low in the grave he lay. And in a moment, we're going to look at a few of those verses of that hymn. But I want you to notice how the contrast between the death and the power of death versus the power in the life of Jesus Christ. And his hymn, Low in the grave, it says, Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day, Jesus my lord vainly they watched his bed Jesus my savior vainly they seal the dead Jesus my lord death cannot keep its prey Jesus my savior he tore the bars away Jesus my lord see death death is man's most dreaded enemy is powerless when it comes to its reign on us when it comes to the life of our lord And the truth is, is that this song honestly has significance for you as well as for me, and certainly in the 21st century in which we live. And you can see that it kind of, this song builds, and it gets a little bit more exciting through the song, and it goes on, it says, Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign." He arose, He arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Do you see in those lines, the lines of that early mid-1800s song of that Jesus' resurrection, what it ought to mean to you? If you're a Christian, then you can rejoice in the fact that Christ rose from the dead as our victor as our champion, and he's going to live forever, and he's going to reign. And we did a great job singing about that here this morning in preparation for this time in the Word. So the resurrection of Christ, it is our hope. It is our foundation for everything that we believe. But what if there were no resurrection? What if King Jesus were still lying in the grave what if the resurrection of Christ was just a first century myth to be ignored? Or what if it's just to be marginalized as a secondary issue? The importance of that approach would be devastating to Christianity and the implications of Jesus Christ not having raised. And what I want us to do is I want to draw your attention to kind of, kind of this hypothetical a little bit. Paul actually does so in our chapter here of 1 Corinthians 15 and the implications of what happens when we forget the resurrection. It says in verse 16, For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also, which are fallen asleep in Christ, are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, We are all men most miserable. Without question here this morning, if Jesus is still in the grave, if he did not raise from the dead, if he is perpetually the sufferer and he is never the victor, as we sang about here this morning, then you and I were hopelessly lost. You and I, we have nothing to rejoice about on any given Sunday morning. And though that is not the case, because Jesus did rise from the dead, what I want us to do is I want us to focus on this hypothetical of what if this morning. And let's begin to ponder the reality of what your life would be like if Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead. And so let me ask you a question. What if the resurrection were a myth? Oh, a lot of people believe it was. Maybe some year I'll give you all the historical background that we have of it. But this morning, I want us to ask the question, what if it was a myth? Or what if Jesus Christ were still dead and in the grave? What would the implications of that be? If this all is just a farce, if it's all just a myth, if churches across this world have gathered this morning for a joke, What do it mean? Well, first of all, it would mean that you would still be in your sins and under the tyranny of death. You and I would still, we'd still be in our sins. We'd, We'd still be under the tyranny of death if you and I did not, if we do not believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We see in verse number 16 of our text there, if you want to look, it says, for if the dead... Rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ not be raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. See, this would be your reality. And guess what? It would be your reality along with the most heinous of criminals Along the, the worst barbarians, you would still be in your sin. Now you might be saying, Well, you know what? I, I, I'm not sure I sin. Listen, we sin every single day. How many of you have ever exaggerated before? I mean, come on. You know, I had to put your hand there. I'm just kidding. How many of you have ever stuck from the, stole from the cookie jar? I did when I was a little kid. I still do it as an adult. We had a box of Twinkies over in the, over in the kitchen this week. Somebody stole from that thing this week. One of you, I don't know who it was. I did steal one, okay? But there were 16, and now there's none, all right? Okay, we had a lot of workers on this property this week. I would never point to Pastor Mike because I don't think he likes Twinkies, okay? We'll let him off the hook. But listen, you and I, we would still be in our sins. We would be just as the most vile, unbelieving pagan if Christ had not raised from the dead. The sin that won the victory over him, and continues to be victorious over you if he didn't rise from the dead. If Jesus remained in the grave, then when you die, you would stay dead. Furthermore, the Bible says, since the wages of sin is death, you would remain dead. Death and the eternal punishment, that would be your hope. It says in Romans 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so you want to know what the, the purpose of trusting in Christ is? It's for the forgiveness of sins. Because it is from sin that we need to be saved. All of us, I think we would acknowledge, you know what? I sin in my life. I sin with, maybe with my kids or I sin in the, in the workplace. I sometimes sin with my tongue. Sometimes I sin with, sin, sin with my actions. And so you and I, the reason why we would never trust Christ is because we need to be saved from those sins. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 3 says, for I delivered unto you first all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. See, if Christ was not raised, his death is in vain your faith in him would be pointless and your sins would still be counted against you with no hope of spiritual life and so what if the resurrection wasn't real what if it is just a myth what if Jesus Christ was still dead it's a question that you and I ought to begin to Ask ourselves, because if that is the reality, then you and I, we are going to die in our sins, and we're going to be under the tyranny of death, okay? Let me give you a, a second reason here. Those that have died would have zero hope. They'd have zero hope if you have died. Look there in your text. I think we're having some problems with the screen, and, and that it's Easter. It always happens like that. It's not James's fault, okay? It was my fault. You wanna why? Because I tried to add some pictures in this morning. No, no, no. You don't do that on the last minute, okay? So it's definitely my fault. So try to try to just follow along with me. Uh, James, don't don't even worry about that. We'll just we'll just roll with it. It's Easter. I told you we would this stuff would happen. So you and I, we would have we'd have zero we'd have zero hope. Okay? First Corinthians fifteen, verse eighteen says, Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Okay, so here's what that means. That means that every Old Testament believer, that means every New Testament believer, every every Christian, every believer since the Apostle Paul wrote this letter would be suffering in torment at this very moment. That would include Paul himself. That would include the rest of the apostles. That would include Augustine and Luther and Wesley and Moody and faithful people that you know. Christians that have passed away before you. Every other believer throughout all of time would be in hell. Their faith would have been in vain. Their sins would not have been forgiven. And their destiny would be damnation. That's what Paul tells us here in this text. Paul says, hey, if he didn't rise from the dead, then you're still in your sin. The tyranny of death is still resting upon you. Anybody that's passed away in the past, their eternal damnation would be a place called hell. And so in light of those two realities that Paul gives us here in this text, the last one, it's rather obvious. It is life is destined for misery. If we live in our sins, and there's no hope after we take Our last breath, then hear me. Life is destined for misery. There's no resurrection. If there's no, if Jesus is still in the grave, then you and I, we are men most miserable. This text tells us in verse number 19 if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Listen, without Christ's resurrection, and the salvation and blessing it brings, Christianity would be pointless. To be honest with you, it would mean to be it, we'd be pitied. People would look at you and like, oh, you know, that's just a crutch, and that's some of the things that they say, but they don't fully understand anything. Without the resurrection, hear me, hear me, we'd have no Savior. Without the resurrection, we'd have no forgiveness. We'd have no gospel. We'd have no meaningful faith. We'd have no life, and we could never have hope any of those things. To have hoped in Christ for this life only, that means that we would teach, we would suffer, we would sacrifice, we would work entirely for nothing. Because it would mean nothing. If Christ is still dead, then he not only has no ability to save you in the future, but here we're about to say, he can offer you zero hope right now. If he can't change your destiny if he can't forgive you of your sins, if he can't raise, hear me, if he can't even raise himself up from death, there's no hope for you. There's no hope for me. And so this is a valid question that you and I ought to begin to ask ourselves. And here's a question. If he were not alive, where would be your source of peace, joy, or satisfaction now? There'd be nothing. What, are we going to put our hope and our joy and our peace into another person? How many times have you ever been sinned against by another person? Those of you and I in here are married, we realize that we, we, we fail our spouses all the time. And yet, so you and I, where's our joy? Where's our, where's our peace? Where's our satisfaction apart from Christ? Apart from him rising from the dead. The Christian life, hear me, without Jesus raising would be a mockery. It would be a charade, a tragic and practical joke. Christians would suffer and even die for the faith would just be as blind as the, those that are pathetic believers who maybe followed a David Koresh or a Jim Jones in the People's Temple or Islamic State. That say, hey, die, die for this cause. Well, if you and I ever die for Christianity, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, what good is it? What martyr ever that took the name of Jesus to, the, to his death There would be no avail if Jesus hadn't risen from the dead. Since a Christian has no Savior but Christ, no Redeemer but Christ, no Lord but Christ, if Christ is not raised, then Christ is not alive, and our Christian life is lifeless. We would have nothing to justify our faith. We'd have nothing to justify why we would even ever study the Bible or why we would ever witness or why we would ever serve him or why we would do in such a way that was honoring to God. Why would we ever worship him if he's still in the grave? It changes everything. We would deserve nothing but the compassion that is reserved for fools. But God did raise Jesus from the dead. The situation has changed. You don't have to answer the question of what if and really wonder if Jesus did. No, no, no. God did raise him. In Romans chapter 4, verse 25 says, But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again. For our justification. Raised again for our salvation. We can put our hope and our faith and our trust in Him and then we become saved. Because Christ lives, we too shall live. John tells us in John 14, it says, Yet a little while, then the world seeth me no more. But ye see me because I live, ye shall live also. In Acts chapter 5, verse 30, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. We, hear me this morning, if you are seated here and you are a believer and you are a Christian, you are not to be pitied. For Paul immediately ends this kind of dreadful what if. I, I I was kind of expecting it to be dead during those what ifs because what kind of Christianity is that? No relinquish of my sin? No No hope for death after a miserable life? Yeah, hey, sign me up. No way. No one wants that. But Paul doesn't Paul doesn't leave us there it's kind of just a parenthesis it's a it's a what if hypothetical and he moves on to verse number 20 in our text but now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept that word first fruits is a beautiful word it kind of gives the idea of when you let's say you were a farmer and you were raising I'm not raising but you were you, you were you had corn okay and The harvest time comes, and you give that first portion of that harvest. Maybe you were to give that over to God. Certainly that would have been in the Old Testament time. They would have given them that portion, and this would have been the first fruits. What it meant was there was a whole lot more corn that was going to come in the harvest. And so Jesus comes up to heaven, so to speak, if you'll allow me to kind of say it this, and he says, hey, 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 God, I'm the first fruits of resurrection, I'm the firstfruits of them that will live. There's going to come a great host after me. There is hope after the grave because Jesus rose from the grave. And Jesus comes to him, comes to God, so to speak, the firstfruits of them that slept. This made such an impact on the Apostle Paul's life that he said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. You know what Paul said? Paul said, Jesus, I know you're the first fruits. And I know that when I die, because I believed in you, Paul says, I'm going who? I'm going to rise again too. Death is not the final answer for the believer. For those who do not hope in Christ alone for salvation are the ones without any hope. They are the ones who need to hear our compassionate testimony about a triumphant resurrection of Jesus Christ. So do not forget the resurrection. Rejoice in its glory. Rejoice in the fact that you and I serve a risen Savior indeed. Tim Keller said this, if Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? The issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like what he's teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. So, what does Easter mean to you? Hear me, hear me. Satan tried to fight this time a lot. But what does Easter mean to you? Do you believe in the very hope of the resurrection? It's in your world, It's, it's, it's what you should cling to. Do you believe in the resurrection? Do you know that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Do you know what will happen to you after you die? Accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior changes what your afterlife is. This morning, once you accept His payment for your sins, then He died on the cross. He will save you. That video talked about how Jesus was, he's literally talking to death and he's saying, listen, I've conquered you. I've conquered death. The reason why he died was to pay for our sins, for the wages of sin is death. And Jesus died. He took your place. Jesus became your substitute. So what if a scary question to ponder but we've answered the question what if Jesus did not rise from the dead but what if Jesus did rise from the dead what if it's true Then, if it's true he offers you forgiveness of sins He offers you hope beyond the grave. And he offers you great hope in this present life. Where do you stand on Easter? Where do you stand on the resurrection? Everything hinges in your life on whether or not you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he rose again from the dead. Because if he didn't, we're still in our sins. There's no hope after the grave and life is destined for misery. But if he did, and oh, I believe he did, I know he did, then everything changes. He extends forgiveness He extends hope For when you take your last breath And He extends hope For your everyday life Jesus living sufficiently for you On a day in and day out basis Every head bowed and every eye closed, please Nothing weird's about to happen right now I promise you that one's going to come and try to talk to you or touch you in any way. Just please if you could just bow your head please. Just want to just want to ask a question or two. Can I ask you if you've ever in your life trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've asked Him to forgive you of your sin. You can go back and you can look at a time and say Pastor Ryan, there was a time in my life where I believed in Jesus Christ. I believed in the resurrection. I asked him to forgive me of my sins. There's a time in my life where that's me. Would you lift your hand? You'd say that that's me right now. I know that Jesus Christ is my Savior. I won't embarrass your promise. You say, That's me. Would you lift your hand? God bless you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. With just a cursory lookout. I didn't notice that everybody was able to raise their hand with that. Can I tell you, just head bowed, eye closed, just listen. Can I tell you that Jesus loves you? That God loves you? That God brought you here this morning to hear the invitation of what Jesus can do for you in saving you and forgiving you of your sin. And if you're seated there this morning and you do not do not know if Jesus Christ is your Savior, in your heart, if you would simply just, if you would just cry out to God, and say, "God, I know that I'm a sinner. God, I know that I can't save myself, but God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting Jesus Christ and His payment on the cross to pay for my sin." Listen, you can word it. This is this is just, it's just it in your heart. You're trusting Christ as your Savior. My prayer is that if you weren't able to, to raise your hand a moment ago and you don't know that, that that you would, you'd call out to God and you'd you'd ask Jesus Christ to be your Savior. And if He does, if you did, your sins are forgiven. You have hope beyond the grave, and you have hope in this present life. My prayer is that, 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 that you made that decision in your heart if you hadn't already. Father, I I trust that, God, you will continue to do a work in our heart. Lord, I pray that, God, you would allow us, for those of us in here that are believers, that, God, we would cling to the resurrection. God, without it, our entire life, Christianity, everything just crumbles. But, God, I'm thankful that Jesus did raise from the dead. I'm thankful that we're able to celebrate him today. And, Father, I pray for the individual or two maybe that wasn't certain of that and in their heart of hearts they, they called out unto you to save you. Lord, I'm thankful that you do when we, when we cry out for that. And Lord, I pray that you would just bless the remainder of this service and uh, Lord, it's been great to worship you today. It's been great to acknowledge you today. Lord, we'll continue to give you the glory for everything that's said and done. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can look this way, please. Oftentimes, Satan will fight. Satan is really.